Our reading this morning is taken from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. You'll find it on page 244 if you're reading and following me in the Good News Bible. In fact, it's 245 because it begins at verse 10. Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, build up your strength in union with the Lord and by means of his mighty power. Put on all the armour that God gives you so that you will be able to stand up against the devil's evil tricks. For we are not fighting human beings but against the wicked spiritual forces in heavenly world, the rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers of the dark age. So put on God's armor now. Then when the day of evil comes, you will be able to resist the enemy's attacks. And after fighting to the end, you will still hold your ground. So stand ready with the truth as a belt round your waist with righteousness as your breastplate and as your shoes, the readiness to announce the good news of peace. At all times carry faith as a shield, for with it you will be able to put out all the burning shots by the evil one. And accept salvation as a helmet and the word of God as a sword which the Spirit gives you. Do all this in prayer, asking for God's help. Pray on every occasion as the Spirit leads. For this reason, keep alert and never give up. Pray always for all God's people. And pray also for me, that God will give me a message when I am ready to speak, so that I may speak boldly and make known the gospel secret. For the sake of this gospel, I am an ambassador though now I am in prison. Pray that I may be bold in speaking about the gospel as I should. May God lead us into his light through his word. So as we've already said, this week um, we conclude our series on prayer. But I'll finish where I started by saying there's no way that we can have done prayer. We can't tick that box and move on. It's just too vast, the subject of prayer. It's not surprising that it's vast because God is vast and beyond our knowing as well as close and known. Therefore, prayer, the means of communication with God, is an ocean of experience, as well as being profoundly simple. So we've had a peek at the shooting prayer. You remember the prayer that can deliver us in a moment, when we're in trouble. The prayer that is able to 
savers but not sustainers spiritually. The last ditch one, where when all else fails, we turn to prayer, we turn to God. I think the nation was doing that last week. Everywhere you looked, pray for Paris, pray, 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 pray. Everybody was praying. Wonderful. And then the week after, we looked at how prayer sustains us. In our, sorry, same week, we looked at how prayer sustains us in our relationship with God. And as that relationship deepens and forms through prayer, we as individuals together can begin to discern God's heart and in turn know what to pray. On our last session, last week, we discovered the disciples were searching around the same question in Luke's Gospel when they asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Jesus told them the story of the persistent friend whose request for bread was granted not because of their relationship that they'd nurtured over the years, not because they were great friends, but because they were shamelessly audacious in requesting and persistent in the circumstances. They kept asking and they kept knocking and they kept seeking. We learned that those words were not one-off, but they were continuous. We learned a bit of Greek, if you remember. We had concluded that if you didn't ask, you didn't get. But I wonder, I wonder what you made of all that in your groups. Oh, somebody going to tell us? I wonder, I wonder what your groups came to. I wonder if there's anything in your groups that you want to share, that you want to come back at the minister and shout at the minister. I don't mind that sort of thing. Did you, what did you learn? Does anybody want to just shove their hand up and I'll come around with a microphone in your groups? I know it's scary. Just in case, I've got a sermon. Okay, nobody wants to go, woo, I'll do this. Okay, I don't know whose phone's going, but if you could just uh, switch it off. I think that one of the things that we kind of looked at in our group, um, because uh, members of our group have not always been made to feel welcome at other churches, is actually that um, we have been able to have our relationship with God or with Jesus through prayer. Yeah. And that we've carried on doing that. And actually, we've not had to come to church to do that. Yeah. It's, it, we've been able to do it, but obviously now... You know, it's, it's nice to have a church that is welcoming, yeah. but we have managed to um, have a relationship with God through prayer anyway. Yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah, just, I was just going to just say to that. So, what, I mean, Karen is saying something really important. Been locked out of churches, and yet God speaks to you through prayer. That's really important. Thanks. Um, I, I found that, you know, well, we were talking about the way. We pray when we're at home. Um, and, you know, that um, there was about five, six of us, and, and we all actually pray 
quite differently, but we're all praying to God and we're all getting our answers the same. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay. I don't want this just to be a dialogue, you see, because I know when you're groups, you'll be saying, well, that's not right, and we do this and we do that. So I don't just want to stand here telling you what I know about prayer. You have got so much more experience than I have. So let's use these times when we do another series to really engage with each other. It's important for the church to hear those two things. This morning we're going to look at these few words of Paul. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Now, as usual, good news doesn't always come up to the, 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 um, the version that I'm using for this. Um, so we're looking at specifically those few lines and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. But immediately we hit a problem if we just take those words out of context. You can't look at this out of context. And in other words, you can't just lift them from the page. It all goes with the bit before, which is why I read the bit before. The bit before is a really famous part of the Bible written to the Ephesian church, where Paul tells us our battles, our enemies, are the people we think they are, Our enemies and battles are the spiritual forces. There is another dimension. Otherwise, we're just a social club. There's another dimension to our life as Christians, and it's the spiritual side of life. He describes how you um, do that battle with the armour. We need the armour of God on. Now, I don't want to concentrate on that part today. But please, if you in your group would like to have a look at that armour and how you put that armour on, then that's something you are free to do. Perhaps it might be um, really good. I'll put some of those questions down to help you. But what I do want us to recognise is that although Paul cannot find a piece of armour to describe prayer, he really still sees it as an integral part of that armour putting on. So it's not separate from what Paul's saying. It's the same. In other words, prayer cannot quite be described as part of the armour, but the description of the Christian's equipment for conflict cannot but include prayer. In effect, Paul is saying... Put on each part of the armour with prayer. And then he finishes the section and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. One of the most famous theologians is a man called Barth. And he puts it like this. Nothing less is suggested than that the life and the strife of the saints be one of the great of great prayer to God. And this prayer be offered in new forms, however good or bad the circumstances. 
I think you've just talked about the different ways of praying. Well, there aren't just two, there are lots of different ways of praying. Jesus told his disciples in a parable in Luke chapter 8 to show them that all, sorry, to show them that they should always pray and never give up. That's what the words say. So he told a parable, go and read it, and he says, I'm telling this parable so that you know that you should always be praying and you should never give up. Don't be anxious about anything, Paul says in Philippians. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, bring your request to God. In Colossians, Paul talks about devoting our lives to prayer. In Romans, being faithful in prayer. In Thessalonians, praying continually, giving thanks in all circumstances. So, a question. How are we doing when it comes to prayer? Not just how we are doing, but maybe even let's have a reality check. How do you do that sort of prayer in our 21st century context, in our world today? Seriously, how do you pray continually? We can't all find a deserted island on the west coast of Scotland, become hermits and devote our lives to prayer. If we're honest, some of us find it hard to spare ten minutes a day in our busy schedules. And along with that western reality follows the guilt of falling short of what God might expect of us. Well, perhaps prayer is not just a matter of discipline. Perhaps it's not just a matter of human striving, of religious obligation to be performed. Perhaps Paul is offering us another way. Perhaps Christian prayer is to be prayed in the Spirit. This passage is all about the spiritual, this other realm of the universe. And to do battle, to be effective, Paul suggests we should be praying in the Spirit. God's Holy Spirit is given to us as a helper. The Bible says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through words of groaning. It's an amazing thing. We actually don't even need words. God's Spirit within us groans when we pray. God fills us with his Holy Spirit, and that Spirit within us prays continually on our behalf. The Christian faith is about relationship. God is Father, God is Son, and God is Spirit. Yeah? But that God is also living with us, close to us, and our dwelling place is with God, in the Spirit. God's relationship to himself and to us, but also us with each other. 
We are gloriously connected, filled with his Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that groans within us, that continually connects us and intercedes for us. So let's just think about this for a moment because it's not just about the glorified praise of or praying in the Spirit or that moment when you get down to praying in the Spirit. The practical outworking of the Holy Spirit when God's at work through his Holy Spirit it works out by going out. You remember at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit didn't keep them in the room for a glorious experience. The Holy Spirit burst out into the street. It filled them and they ran out into the street. Life lived in the Holy Spirit takes us out, takes us out of these doors, out of these walls. God's Spirit is active and moving, and seeking, and caring, and loving, and transforming. Filled with the Holy Spirit, our hands are his hands. Our feet are his feet. Our heart is his heart. But so often, when we do our stuff, it's our own hands. It's our own feet. It's our own effort. It's our own project when it should be to do with his power at work through us, his love at work through us, his mending of the broken at work through us, his feeding of the hungry at work through us. I need to remind me, someone needs to remind me about this when I'm on my last legs at Tasty Tuesday. It's God that gives us the strength. And that prayer in his spirit, is through us. It's prayer at work. From the ground to the heavens, it carries the needs of our world as we touch it. It can't be hemmed in in a one way of doing prayer because there's no formula. There are no words. There is no right and wrong way to pray. Sometimes it is just a groan. It is just a cry that comes from within us. For those around us in our world, or even closer. So this sort of prayer that I'm talking about is limitless. And we need to discover its oceans. But we can only do this when we have the courage to jump in and swim. And I'm reminded of that great picture of Ezekiel. Do you know the one with the water coming from the temple? Do you know it? Do you want me to explain it? There's a wonderful vision that Ezekiel has where he sees the water coming from the temple. And as the water comes from the temple... For some mysterious reason, because it has no tributaries, it gets deeper and deeper. That water represents God's spirit, God in our world. 
And along the banks of that great river, that great vision, was vegetation and uh, everything that we needed came from that great river. The healing of the nations were in the leaves of the trees, Ezekiel saw. But this is the thing about that river. Ezekiel was encouraged to get in it. Not just look at it and say, wow, this is great. He was encouraged to get in it. To get, not to walk along the towpath admiring it all, but to get in the flow. So he, he gets in first with his toe. Gets in then a bit deeper, up to his ankles. And then up to his knees. And then up to his waist. And before you know it, he's swimming. Can just catch that. Because it's a picture, it's like that dance. We don't dance, but we, can we catch that rhythm of God? So, who's on the towpath? Who's dipping the toe in? Who's got their ankles wet? Who's dared to go up to the knees? It reminds me of Mablethorpe. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking about Mablethorpe when the kids were jumping in the... It was just too cold for me. Who's up to their waist? Neck. Who's swimming? That's where God wants us, swimming in that river, in that flow of his Holy Spirit. Sooner or later, if we are going to do God's work effectively, we need to know how to swim in that, in that spirit. We need to be in the spirit in prayer. Sooner or later, we need to get our feet touching that riverbed and trust God to show us new depths of prayer in his spirit. Amen. Let's sing our final song together. Number 603. What a friend we have in Jesus. And that's exactly what Carmen prayed in our, in our meeting this morning before service. 6.03, what a friend we have in Jesus.